Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. My name is Jessie Sheehan, and I am a cookbook author and a recipe developer and a baker of easy peasy sweets. And I'm very excited to be here today speaking with Amy. Welcome to Chasing Dreams Podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams Podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to episode 226 of Chasing Dreams. Man, guys, it has been a crazy 2020. Crazy 2020, but you know, the 2020 is not stopping people from chasing their dreams. And I have an awesome guest to share with you who's doing just that. And I can't wait to share her story and learn more about her. All right. I want you guys to meet my new friend, Jesse Sheehan. Hello. Jesse, I am so excited to have you here. Oh, thanks, Amy. I'm super excited to be here. Well, so you got a lot of titles going for you. And so I want to talk a little bit about where this came from. Cookbook author, uh, food writer, recipe maker. You used to be a lawyer, used to be in the legal field, used to be an actress. So let's let's start at least a little bit, Not maybe not at the beginning, but a little bit closer to the beginning. What was it that teenage Jesse wanted to be? So teenage Jesse wanted to be an actress. She started mm. acting when she was in fifth grade and she caught the bug and um, did that through elementary school in a in a like a community theater kind of situation and then did it in high school and went away for summers and did it at different programs and then decided to go to college for acting. So mm -hmm. um, I actually took a year off, which now has a fancy name called like a gap year. But back in the day, it was just <laughs> called taking a year off. But so I took a year off between high school and college um, uh, and traveled around and Europe and came home and went to acting school. I had applied um, and deferred my admission. So I had that plan going for me. And um, I went to acting school at NYU in New York City. That's when I first moved to New York, which is where I still live 150 years later because I'm an old lady. <laughs> um, and um, although I loved acting school and I still loved acting while being in that program for that year, I realized that I actually wanted to get a BA rather than just a BFA and have a little bit more of a well-rounded education while maybe continuing to act on the side. So I ended up leaving um, NYU after that year and going to Barnard College, a, a different college in New York City, um, where I ended up studying acting still, but but mostly studying history. So I sort of had the balance. And I think that was the beginning of me realizing that, yes, I, I like I have this very like creative part of me, but I also have this kind of more like pointy, nerdy. I don't think you could call me an intellectual, but intellectual side of me that likes learning and book reading and test taking kind of in addition to being a creative person that, um, you know, uses her self and her back then it was acting. Now it's baking. 
using those skills as well. So when I graduated from college, I pursued a career as an actress in New York City, which meant a lot of waiting tables. Um, I did have some success with some regional theater and some commercial voiceover work. But in general, I did kind of small-ish plays, off-Broadway off plays in New York City. And eventually that kind of wore me down. Um, what The story I always tell is that I got so tired of getting on an airplane and sitting down next to somebody and that person saying, oh, um, you know, what do you do? And I'd say, oh, I'm an actress. And they would say, oh, what restaurant do you work in? You know, guffaw, guffaw, guffaw. Like that was so funny. And um, uh. I think I was, I probably, I, I probably did. And I still do care too much about what people think. But nevertheless, the fact that that always came up um, was hard for me. And I decided that I would rather pursue something um, professionally where there was more of a meritocracy. So if you worked really hard and you were good at what you did, you could succeed. And with acting, that's tricky, right? There are so many variables Subjective. that are truly out of your control. So with mm-hmm. that said, I decided to go to law school. Now, my this was about six years after graduating from college, um, which funnily enough, back then seemed like an eternity. I was what, like 29? But to me, I was like, oh my God, I'm so old. But I decided to go to law school at 29. And my father was a law professor and the dean of a law school back in Boston, where I was from. So the law was certainly familiar to me. And I think I really liked the idea of being able to get on that plane and say lawyer when someone asked and and have that be sort of the you know, that was it. Um, and in fact, I loved law school. I lo- Again, back to that kind of more like sort of intellectual part of me. I loved the test taking. I loved the writing. And I do credit being in law school with teaching me to be a good writer, which is a skill that I now need. Um, and I, um, I really enjoyed that experience. Um, however, I hated practicing law. So I graduated from law school. I spent a year clerking for a judge, which I also loved because, again, that's a lot of writing um, and reading. But then when I went to practice law, I decided to practice in a small entertainment law firm because um, I thought it would be sexy. And I thought, oh, I know something about entertaining. I was a, I was an actress. Um, I am going to uh, I am going to you know, pursue this part of the law that's going to be a little sexier and more exciting. Um, Just to tell you, that's not the case. It was not sexy. It was not more fun. Um, And uh, I hated it. I hate fighting, basically. I'm like conflict averse. So every single case I got, I wanted to settle. Uh, Needless to say, my partners were not very pleased with me because like, really, you want to settle this case? No, 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 no. That's not how you make money. Um, So it was a, there was a, talk about conflict. I mean, I just, I, I didn't have the right mindset for being a litigator and, and um, having to constantly be fighting and picking fights. How long did you stay there? Though? So I, I clerked for a judge for one year when I graduated and then I, mm-hmm. I, I practiced law for only two years. And then mm-hmm. I joke, I, I went on maternity leave when my first son, who's now 16, was born. And I joke that I'm still on maternity leave because I basically <laughs> left and then I never came back. Um, <laughs> And I was I was home with 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 my son Oliver for about a, a you know almost two years. And then my son Jack was born. And although 
And I thought, oh gosh, this is it. I am going to love being a stay-at-home mom. I cannot wait to just be home with my kids. This is going to be absolute heaven. And the truth of the matter is it was not heaven. (laughs) Um, I completely respect probably more than any other job, moms and dads that stay home with their kids. But for me, it it was, I was, I knew I could be a better mom if I was spending a little bit less time with my kids. So Long story short, when when Oliver was two and Jack was one, um, I just I I went into a bakery in in the neighborhood where I lived in Red Hook, Brooklyn, and um, asked them if if I could possibly have like an internship or an apprenticeship, some kind of job, unpaid, in which I could learn what it is they did, and I actually didn't even have. Any, well, I had absolutely no experience in it working professionally as a baker, but I also actually had no experience baking. All I had was a voracious sweet tooth. So I just love, love, loved cakes and cookies and cinnamon buns and coffee cake and muffins. I loved it all, but I didn't really make it on my own. I, um, I merely enjoyed eating it when someone else made it or I purchased it. So this was kind of a... I mean, not only was it kind of ballsy to walk in there and ask for the ask for the apprenticeship or the internship in the first place, but I think it was kind of ballsy slash crazy that I didn't even have that much. I didn't have any experience doing it. So it's not like I was going there saying, oh, gosh, I'm an avid home baker. I'm home all the time baking. Let me see what it's like to do it professionally. I was basically saying, I like sugar and fat. Please let me in. (laughs) What's interesting about your story is that these things happened after you took time. And I could be wrong. Correct me if I am. But it seems like from what you just said, like your transition from actress to law school came after an observation of yourself. Like you you had this experience of people always saying at the same time or just so often, what restaurant do you work at? And you were like, you know what? I need a change. And you kind of maybe asked yourself that question and then tried to figure out what the next step was. And then you did law school and then you're working and you're still like, this is not for me. This is not, I took some time looking at myself like, this is not it. And then you had your kids. And then even with your kids, it sounds like you were like, I need some time away. It just, it's not like just a few hours, something, just a break, right? It sounds like, and you come upon this opportunity right? Is that, is that a fair kind of observation to make? Yes. That you mean that it takes me some time to kind of register what it is I'm feeling or how I'm feeling about what I'm doing before I move on to the next thing? Well, it's impressive that you did that at all, right? I think a lot of people suffer in silence or just are unhappy and don't make that, take that time to figure out what's going on. And then two, part two, which is, you know, once you figure that out, do something about it. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's awesome about what you did and not only did once, but did a few times. And I say that with respect because I did that myself. Yeah. I've jumped jobs. I've jumped uh, paths. But I think that it's important, you know, because life is all about change. It change. The only constant in life is change, right? And so you're doing these things. You're learning more about yourself. But what's interesting about this last jump that you made is you went to a... An area of life that you didn't have that experience in. Yeah. And was it really only the fact that you like baked goods that and a sweet tooth, sweet tooth that 
How'd you go there? I mean, I have to tell you, it's not like I had like 12 different ideas and I thought I'll start with baking. We'll see what happens. (laughs) If it doesn't work out, I'll try interior decorating. No, it was legit the thing that I decided that I thought I wanted to do. And to be fair, during that, I would say first year of Jack's life. So like the year before I went to bake. No, mm-hmm. I was maybe, you know, making cookies or like trying to make an ice cream or I would see. Sure, okay. But I was I, I swear to you, I was not like one of those people that you read about or see on the Internet or in social media who's like just out of the blue started baking all the time or was always baking as a little kid and turned it into a blog. That was just completely not me. It was I've always loved food. And even though I came from a family that doesn't have. um I didn't come from a family of cooks and bakers, but I came from Mm. a family of people who love food. So, I mean, I don't like the expression, but like a foodie family. So like we would, you know, if we traveled, we were always trying to go to the best restaurant or if we, you know, were going out to eat when I was growing up, we were, you know, trying to find the best place for dim sum or the best Italian. So I do think there were some seeds that were planted early on for like a love of food and a love of Mm. delicious things and sweets were, you know, more important than savory probably to me. But truthfully, there wasn't a lot of thought that went into, you know, I'm liking sweets. Let me figure this out. Would I like a job in a bakery? Let me do a little research. Like, what do people in bakeries do? Do I want to be a pastry chef? Like, should I go to cooking school? Like, none of that entered the equation. But yet you're still doing that research by going there and saying, hey, teach me whatever you can. 100%. Yes. And you you did it. That experience of trying and failing and learning and kind of from those mistakes and growing, that's, I think that's also part of life, but it's also a part of motherhood, parenthood that you guys go through. Um, my sister just had a baby and she t- tells me about, you know, things that have worked, the things that have not, the lessons she's learned. And so I think with all good things, right, that's kind of how it goes. Now, your experience at Baked, yep. it was at Baked, yep. right? How did that go? Did it, did they did you pick it up immediately? Was there a learning curve? Sure. So I would say I did not pick it up immediately. Mm. Um, and they didn't give me a chance to. I mean, in the beginning, I was literally like the person who put the granola into the plastic bags and then sealed them closed with the sealing machine. Right. Like they didn't mm-hmm. give me anything that they needed to worry about because they couldn't waste the food on me if I screwed it up. Sure. And they also, you know, until they really knew I was going to stick around, they probably didn't want to waste too much time teaching me until they knew I was like, going to stay and that I was um, like a hard worker and invested in the job. And the job was very like mom style. Like I dropped my kids off in nursery school and then came to work and then left early to go get them. It was not, I wasn't working baker's hours, like showing up at 7 a.m. and working till three, five days Mm -hmm. a week. That was not the situation at all. I think I got there at 930 and left at 230. So with that said, I mean, I think they were, they took a chance on me and that was awesome. Um, But they, they kind of um, transitioned me into like the baking part of the job slowly. Um, I think I, I think what I probably showed was like that I was a hard worker and that I was a fast learner. And um, was I the most skilled person in the kitchen? Absolutely not. Like to this day, I'm not the person that you really want decorating your cake or, you know, slicing your cake layers in half, you know, equally so you can then frost in between them. Like I, I have, I have things that I'm good at and things that I'm not so good at. I would say, the precision, the precision side of the baking. I mean, I'm precise about 
my ingredients and what I put in. But I'm not always, I guess I would say, um, with some of the, with making things look very, very beautiful. I, they were never going to take me into the decorating section of the bakery sure. and teach me to be the, the decorator. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they, you know, I, I had a passion for learning um, and I, um, and and, and and I did have this one moment where I was in the decorating section, but not because I was decorating, because I was stuffing granola bags. And I noticed these shelves in the decorating section. They were just um, these kind of tiny little shallow shelves filled with all of these bottles of sprinkles and containers of decorations and all of these beautiful things to to use when cake decorating and i just like had this like epiphany like oh my god i'm home like this is it this is ex- really exactly where i want to be the smell the way things look the people around me i was like in heaven so i i, I must there must have i must have been smarter than i thought i was in picking that direction cuz yes it turned out to be 100% the right place for me how long before that that hit that this is it. Uh, only a few months because I was still only really? the granola bag stuffer. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't even really learned to bake anything yet. But I just remember thinking like, wow, this is it. I love that. I love that because, you know, you said that you you, you must have been smart to, to have taken this. But I think life is all about those experiences. Yeah. And here you were. You hadn't even experienced it, but you were in the right position, the right s- scenario to shine yeah. this light on, hey, this is your area. This is the thing you do. Because to your to the point you made earlier, you've baked before. Yeah. You've cooked before. You've, you know, done that. It's not like you haven't. It's just you've never been in an environment that you had the opportunity to kind of see where it would take you. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. And that's amazing. Cause I think at any point you could have stopped. You could have just been a stay-at-home mom. At any point you could have uh, suffered in the legal world, yeah. Right there, there are other areas of legal yep. that you could have done outside of clerking and all that, and you could have continued to be an actress. But in each of those, it just didn't seem right, and you kept trying until you found it, and then you find it. What did you do after you found it? So after I found it, I was—I won't lie—I was pretty psyched. I mean, I felt mm-hmm. like, oh, I get it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, in retrospect, hindsight being 2020, part of me feels like I wish I'd just gone to pastry school right away, like realized sure. I loved it and then gone and gotten a degree because there are still things that I don't know how to make that I would have loved to have been trained to make. Um, mm-hmm. And just I would have loved, in retrospect, I would love to have that behind me. But at the time, I felt like I didn't need it because of everything I was learning from my from my fellow workers, which is true in many, many ways. But I remember the head decorator asking me maybe a year into working there, whether I was going to go to school. And I was like, aghast, like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is my school. Um, and in retrospect, of course, I there was so much I could learn that I wasn't going to learn there. Um, the, the baked goods that baked are very much my kind of baked good, like old school sweets, big cakes mm-hmm. with fluffy frosting and cookies sure. and muffins. And, you know, that's all great. And I do know how to make all that stuff. But there's a lot, you know, that I could have learned had I gone yeah. to school. Um, well, let me ask you. Yeah. Let me ask you this. In fairness, um, and o- only if you're OK with with sharing this part, were you were you in your 30s when you had that realization that baking was for you? Uh, no, I, th- I'm sure I think I was older. I mean, um, what the, how old would I have been? Oh, I guess. Yes. I was in my late thirties when I first went to baked. Yeah. 
And and I love that because, you know, guys, some of y'all listening think it's too late for you. And I'm like, for what? What are you waiting for? 100%. You know, don't live on someone else's timeline. Uh, you were in your late 30s. My mom is 69 and starting to really start her dream right now, which is teaching people to cook on YouTube. And who knew that would be it, yeah. right? But the fact that you were brave enough to take the leap and stay there, right? I I don't think... I think everything happens when it's supposed to happen. I don't think you would have appreciated baked probably if you had started earlier at pastry school, maybe. Who knows? Maybe yeah. you would have. Don't know. But I think you appreciate it now because you had those experiences that you were like, mm, it wasn't it. Yeah, 100%. It wasn't it. I agree. I mean, and I also, a big thing I think is important is don't, it, like looking back and regretting choices that you didn't make or that you wish, that's not helpful. You know, you can observe it and like live in that and be like, oh, that would have been an interesting choice. But I, you know, for that, that my, my late thirties, early forties self wasn't able to do that. So I didn't, you know, just because now I realized that would have been great, you know, but that wasn't even the end of your story. I mean, you no, kept going No, like, and I don't even know. Um, one of the things that has been described about you is recipe developer. Yes. I had no idea that was a title. Yes. What, what is that? So essentially, a recipe developer is someone who develops recipes, usually for maybe someone else's cookbook, like someone's writing a cookbook and they have a lot of ideas, but they're super busy because they run a restaurant and they need someone to help develop some of the recipes that they want to put in the book. That could be a way that you work as a recipe developer. When, I, oh. when you have a story in a magazine, I recently had a story like a, a cookie story in the Christmas issue of Better Homes and Garden. So I developed the recipes for that cookie story. So there were, I think, five or six of my cookie recipes. So, you know, that magazine doesn't want me to write a four page article about cookies. It just wants right. my recipes. So I'm working in my capacity as a recipe developer when I sell that story to that magazine saying, hey, I want to write your cookie story. Um, uh, when else I develop recipes. So it's you develop recipes for magazines, you develop recipes for cookbooks, you develop recipes for online sites. Some of food writing is like um, more of analysis and storytelling in with with a connection to food, but some of it is just plain. Hey, you know, I'm going to write. I want to write a story about um, baked goods that you make with oil. So I pitch that to a magazine, and then I come up with recipes that call for oil, like a like muffins or like a tea cake or like a cookie. Um, and then I'm developing those recipes. So it it's it's kind of not. Um, it sounds maybe more glamorous or more confusing than it is. It just quite literally is that. It's the person who makes up the recipe. I had no idea it was a separate person. <laughs> that's that's the enlightening yeah. thing right now, though. Is And so I have to ask, did you come upon that during your experience at Baked or was that after so, you know, Baked that like you kind of came up like with that? Baked, the head baker and some of the other pastry people there too would be the ones developing the recipes, right? The the boss or the owner of the bakery or the head baker says, you know what? We're going to need um, some kind of spring-like whoopie pie for the springtime. Let's, I want to do a lemon one with strawberry with strawberry filling. And then he or she comes up with a, a, a lemon whoopie pie recipe and a strawberry filling recipe. So I was around people doing that all the time because that's what one does when you learned one about it, runs yeah. a bakery. But I would say my big quote break came because the guys who owned Baked um, began writing cookbooks right around the same time that I started working there. 
And so in their, in initially when they started writing their cookbooks, they were asking me to um, test the recipes for them, which is another job, a recipe tester. And that's when you're given an actual recipe and are sort of most of the time told to go home and make it in your own kitchen because you want to Confirm mimic it. The, the, the process of what it would be like for the home baker from the person who's going to buy that cookbook and make that recipe. And that was sort of my first job for them outside of my work in the bakery was testing recipes for them. So that was an introduction to cookbooks, which became my passion um, and also to um, to testing. And, you know, through that process, you learn a lot about developing because you learn why some recipes work and why they don't and what needs to be added to them to make them work better. That's part of what a recipe developer does. Um, so I would say I learned about it then when I began testing for the recipes for the book, testing recipes for the books and just being around my, my coworkers. And then my, the two guys that owned bake, my boss bosses asked me to start developing recipes for their cookbooks. So then it was really a little bit like, you know, thrown into the fire, like just go do it. And I kind of had enough experience watching other people do it and testing recipes to know how to do it. And that's how that came to be for me. And it's, and it's awesome, guys, because she's done um, a number of books, a number of cookbooks. I'm going to name just a few of them. Uh, Baked Elements. Oh, I, I, yeah, but fair to say that I worked on those. Okay. Yeah. Worked on those. But you have your own book, uh, yes. The Vintage Baker. And Icebox Cakes. Those are my two and books. I, right. But you had this experience. And so, and it looks like uh, you were working on these things. Icebox Cakes came out in 2015. Yeah. Right. So, Hello. Yeah. Got your own. I know. And then 2018 Vintage Baker. And that's your own book yeah. with recipes. And how, how many recipes would you say Vintage Baker has? So Vintage Baker originally was going to have 60 recipes, but I think we ended up doing 50 and a, and a few. Like they, they ended up having to cut some because of the size of the book. But I would say around mm -hmm. 50. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it's very cool. It's very cool because you went from someone who uh, this was not on the radar right? to now you have two of your own plus, uh, I don't know, this looks like 10 plus books that you've helped work on. That's yeah. probably even a low number that I just said. You've also been a part and helped with recipes, written, created videos of Rachel Ray every day, fine cooking, Yankee magazine, home and gardens. Like we could go on and on. Looking back, are you surprised by where, how far you come and, and how your what your trajectory was um yes i would say you know it depends on the day there are those days where i feel really proud of myself and i'm like look what you've accomplished this is amazing check out this and then there are other days like we all do where you want more and you're like i really want to write another cookbook and that hasn't happened me for me yet so there are days when i all i can focus on is like why hasn't that happened what what can i do how can i make that happen you know and for all of us, I think we're like trying to live in the moment, try to enjoy where we are, have goals that we're going after without like kicking and screaming along the way because we're so angry we're not there yet. So I'm always trying to find that balance between, yeah, feeling pride in what I've accomplished, but also um, having goals that I still want to achieve that I that aren't achievable for me yet. And, and that, you know, obviously drives me, um, but also excites me. Well, let's talk about your first book because i think having done everything that you've done right going from um bag stuffer yes <laughs> right at, at baked 
you know, and then uh, granola bagger. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, helping develop recipes to helping with other people's uh, recipes and books and stuff. What was it about 2015? I mean, I'm sure it took, I don't even know how long it took you to make the book, to write the book. How, what was that like? Spock's Cakes. Sure. Like, what prompted you to look like, all right, we're going to do it. So that was a crazy story, which is like part of, you know, group. It it basically came out of the fact that I'm a hustler and that even way back (laughs) then I was hustling. So essentially I was working at Baked. I was helping them with their books and I asked for an introduction to their literary agency. um, Just not because I thought I deserved a literary agent. I didn't have any ideas for a cookbook, but I know that, you know, when people are writing books, they often need people to test the recipes or people to develop the recipes. Are you making a connection? Absolutely. So um, Mm. the owners of Baked introduced me to their literary agency, and I just kind of started a friendship with the with the women that worked there and would periodically, you know, sent, shoot an email. Hey, you know, any work coming down the line on any cookbooks that you all are working at on, you know, I'd love to be involved if you have anything that would work for me. And one day I sent an email like that because I obviously sent a few and they wrote back. Yeah, we know this woman. She always has great ideas. And she was actually a literary agent herself. Uh, she always has great ideas. Give her a call and see if she's working on any projects that you could be of help with. And I reached out to this woman and she said, yeah, I want to write a book about icebox cakes. I'll write it. You develop all the recipes. And that's how it came to be. In some ways, you know, it shouldn't have come to be like, I, it probably wasn't, not probably, I wasn't ready to write a cookbook to develop 25 recipes with, you know, three or four recipes within each one at that time. But I was given the opportunity and I went for it. And that's awesome. Yeah. Because some people could would see that and run the other direction. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. I know nothing about this. And I think hustler is a appropriate descriptor, which I think is phenomenal. It, it's very appropriate yeah. for you because you, you were working. I mean, this whole your whole life is essentially kind of hustling and trying to find the right slot yeah. for yourself. Yeah. And then you find it. And even then you're decorating and figuring out, hey, how do I make my spot, my spot slot? space in life the way i need it yep. the way i want it to be and that's all really dream chasers we do in life yeah we're trying to figure out what's right and the fact that you kept at it and despite the stumbling blocks that you've encountered the moments where p- other people have thought twice and said you know what it's just not worth it i don't know but i know this yeah i may not be happy with this but i know it but so let me not venture into something else and that the fact that you made that brave choice to to say, hey, let me try something different and then randomly try something different and it worked. Yeah. So let me ask if if, if bake didn't work. Right. Did you even consider what to do after that? No, I think it was mm. particularly because when I went, I didn't know why I was going. I didn't have a goal. I didn't think like I'm going because I might want to run a bakery one day and I got to learn what to do. Or I'm going because I think I could be a cookbook author and I want to learn that, you know, I just I literally just did it because I needed something to do to take me away from my kids for a little bit each day that was creative. I think one thing I learned when I was a lawyer is that as much as I enjoyed kind of the structure of you go to work Monday through Friday, which I had found so hard being a freelancer, having to, you know, 
always work on, you know, you don't, you, there, there's nothing traditional about a freelancer's yeah, like no. the way her day or week or month looks. Um, yeah. Even though I guess I had enjoyed those aspects of being a lawyer, I realized that actually that creative part of me that like decided I wanted to be an actress when I was, you know, in fifth grade was still really there. And that really I'm, I do much better and I'm much happier when I'm pursuing something creative. So I think, I don't think I, I, I just think I knew I wanted to, I wanted to try something that was going to take me out of my house, but I didn't Mm -hmm. know. And I, and baking seemed like an awesome way to do that, but I didn't know what the goal was. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, you've, you made it work. I mean, I think seeing your spirit and your energy, I think you would have pivoted. Maybe not in a direction you knew. Yeah. But I think if Baked hadn't, you would have found a way for for something to keep trying and seeing what works. Yeah. Until something would have fit. Yeah. Just sounds like that's your kind of character of hustling and just being a hard worker and not settling. Yeah. For something you you aren't happy with. Yeah, no, I no doubt that I would have kept on moving if it hadn't mm-hmm. worked out. But I just don't know. You know, it's not like I went in there with a specific sure. goal about what I wanted to have happen professionally for me in the world of pastry. Look, look how well it worked out I when you know. didn't have an idea. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> you had an idea before. Yeah. You tried legal. You tried acting. Yeah. It just didn't. Yeah, didn't go. And yet, when you did this. I mean, are you happy now? Now that looking back and uh, where your what your trajectory was, are you happy with how it's turned out? A hundred percent. I mean, do I want more? One hundred percent. Sure. You know, two different questions, but, but absolutely. But in terms of like, oh my god, I say it to myself all the time. Like, this is what I was meant to do. This is absolutely it. Right now, I'm doing because I'm I'm. What, when we're when you and I are taping this happens to be a time when people are spending a lot of time at home. Yeah. Um, I am doing an incredible amount more than I've ever done before of video and television, and you know because news shows will come into your kitchen, but you know and tape you while you're yeah. yeah, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's coming full circle. It's like all of my acting skills are coming back to um, help me out uh, in my baking and sweets making career and then my legal skills of like having learned how to write really well I think really well I hope really well have helped me in my food writing like it's all part of me think because of course you think to your one thinks to oneself oh gosh if only that you know you look at people on social media or whatever and they're like 25 and they already know exactly what they want to do and they're pursuing their career as a baker or a cook and I always think god if only like my 25 year old self could not have been farther away from a baker, but nevertheless, I think wouldn't that have been great if I'd started all those years ago, but you know what? I needed the acting to get to where I am today. I needed the law to get to where I am today, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But yes, am I happy with the choices that I've made and the place that I am professionally right now? 100 million percent. Do I wish I made more money and had a cookbook deal? Two million percent. <laughs> <laughs> There's still plenty of life ahead. Yes, one hundred percent. Yes. So I'm I'm curious as someone who has um, pivoted as you have, right, and kind of made choices for yourself and what works best for you, and now having kids of your own and kids who one sounds like he's a teenager and trying to start making these life decisions and where do I go? What advice do you have for him? Oh, good question. I mean, I, I, 
I would say in a perfect world, you figure out what it is you want to do and you go after it and you hustle and you don't stop till you get it. But it, but I will also say, I understand that it takes a long time to figure out what you want to do because it's taken me a long time. I have a 16 year old and a 15 year old. I would say my older kid is kind of focused in what he wants to do, but he's not a hundred percent sure. And my 15 year old certainly doesn't know yet. And I, yeah, when I was 16 and 15, I knew because I wanted to be an actress, but that didn't end up being what I did. You know, so I'm a big believer in, yes, it's important to have something that you want to do and go after it. But if you can't figure out what that thing is, don't panic. Don't panic, guys. Right. That's great advice. Great advice. Oh, Jesse, <laughs> I love it. But we got to get to know you a little bit better. OK, so before I open these cards, I got to ask. You, yes, because that was a piece of great advice. Right. Give our listeners one more. Yeah. What is one thing you would tell them to do today? to chase their dreams. Oh gosh, hustle hustle hustle. I mean, I it comes up again and again in a specific way in my business, but I'm always, you know, you have to pitch article ideas and recipe ideas in order to get your work published. And I have friends who pitch something and and don't hear back from an editor and so they drop it. Oh my gosh, I don't stop until I get the no or leave me alone. You're crazy. Stop bothering me, which has only happened once. Um, but yeah, I would say you keep going after what it is you want. And, you know, you're going to hear no, obviously, but that's okay. And no hurts. Don't get me wrong. I hate no, but I'm also. You know, I have a calendar in which I'm writing down when I pitched and then when the follow up pitch has to come and then when the follow up to that has to, you know, stay organized and be ruthless and be. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that. Hustle. Hustle. I love it. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Y'all got to hustle. <laughs> Look at her. She's hustling. <laughs> All right. Some questions to get to know you just a little bit better. And I feel like somebody dropped my cards and just didn't tell me. That's a terrible question. <laughs> Wow, this the, I need a new set of cards. Okay. What color won't you wear no matter how great the outfit? Ooh. Um, I know. I thought so too. Yeah. Let me think about what that would be for me. I mean, I'm, I probably like fluorescent green. Mm. You know, that kind of almost light, like not dark Lime-ish. green. Yeah, I say lime, yeah. but then I'm thinking the outside of a neon, lime is dark. It's like a neon green. Exactly. Neon green. I probably wouldn't. Although, you know, if it was a really awesome, something crazy and awesome, I might wear it. But let's go with neon green. Neon green. She doesn't want to be a highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, question number two. What sounds do you most like to hear when you wake up in the morning? Oh, um, I like birds chirping. I mean, that's ideal. I don't like the sound of my alarm. Uh, <laughs> although, I, I do you have an iPhone? Yes, but I don't keep it in my room. So, one, that's great. I know. I know. Because I'm, an, I feel like I'm, I shouldn't... I'm an addict, Amy. If I kept it in my room, it would, you know, I have to cut myself off. So I don't even, it's on a different floor than me. I was going to say that that's a great piece of advice. So I'm going to stop what I was going to say because you were going to say that you have a pretty sound that wakes you up. So there's a bedroom in built in. Yeah. And it wakes me up with it's not even a normal alarm. I don't know what it is, but it does wake me up. Yeah. Pretty well. Yeah. But they do say research shows you shouldn't keep it in your room. I know. Well, that's like the only thing I'm good at. So don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) other than that i like i wish i could be on my phone right now while i'm talking to you that's how bad i am (laughs) i understand there's many like all right question number three 
Would you rather have more time or mon- more money? Uh, time. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I always feel like money, don't, don't get me wrong. Money's amazing <laughs> and people need it, but it doesn't buy you happiness. And yet with time, maybe, you know, if you are, whatever, there are lots of ways to build happiness in to your world and your day and your relationships when you have time to do so. That's right. So wise. <laughs> All right. Question number four. What's your perfect Sunday? Ooh, I want I want it to be ice cream Sunday, but I think you mean Sunday of the week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will let you choose which version <gasps> okay, of Sunday. I'm going to do banana split and I'm going to have a banana split and I'm going to have um, a scoop of strawberry a scoop of like a milk chocolate ice cream and maybe a scoop of, I want to say caramel, but I don't know if that will go well with the strawberry. I think I want it to be classic, like vanilla chocolate, strawberry, banana, chocolate sauce, um, lots of whipped cream. I'm obsessed with whipped cream and some toasted walnuts. Now you're making me hungry. Doesn't that sound so good? I want that. I want that right now. Sounds delicious. (laughs) Darn it. All right. Last question. If you went on a volunteer vacation, who would you most like to help? Ooh. I mean, can I vacation in my own city? Yeah. Okay. I think I would want to help like poor kids living in the projects in my neighborhood. I I mean, I think, yes. Like, do I want to go save elephants in Thailand? Sure. But I think it's nice. I would like to keep my philanthropy close to my, or my volunteerism close to home. And there are so many people who need help that live super close to me. So I think I would vacation with them and, and help them in whatever way. Nice. Somebody thought I could. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Love it. Love it, Jesse. Thank you so much for being on the show, for helping us kind of learn more through your experience. I think there's so many nuggets of knowledge and wisdom we can get out of it. I appreciate it. If these guys want to connect with you, how can they? So they can find me on Instagram at Jesse Sheehan Bakes. On TikTok, believe it or not, on Jesse Sheehan Bakes. You can see me bake very quickly on TikTok, um, on Facebook at Jesse Sheehan Bakes, on Twitter at Jesse S. Bakes. And I have a website which has a lot of information about me as well as recipes. And that's jessesheehanbakes.com. Jesse, thank you so much again for being on the show. Appreciate it. Any last words for these guys? Um, I just want to say thank you for listening and thank you for being here with Chasing Dreams with Amy J. We appreciate it. Guys, remember, you can learn more about Jesse on the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 226. That's episode 226. Be sure to check it out. All right. And follow her. Learn. All right. You never know. She might get a TV show or something. The way she's going. (laughs) She has the experience and background. (laughs) Till next time, guys. Remember, don't stop. Keep chasing. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, 
keep chasing. 